not going the same streets. There's nothing about his face or appearance to draw others to him. He lives as one without home, migrating from hill to hill. He is as weathered and hard as the stony hills can be on which he tends his flock. If she know him, they recognize his face, follow his voice, respond to his touch. In the morning, he leads them out to green pastures. In the heat of the day, he rests them beside still waters. In the evening, he counts them, calling each one by name, pertaining to the room of the oil of comfort. At night, he lies down in the mouth of the sheep. His body comes to the door, the only source of protection against the elements and enemies outside. His eyes are keen. Able to scan the horizon by day and penetrate the darkness by night. His ears are sharp, alert to the sound of danger, and the individual cry of wonder and shame. His shoulders are strong, bearing the burden of the young and weak, no longer bearing the journey. say that most of us know Psalm 23, and we might not know it maybe all by heart, but when somebody starts us, we pretty much keep on going. It's surprising how even, I'll put it this way, even the heathen know Psalm 23. A lot of times at funeral services, when they didn't know anything else, most people heard the Lord's Prayer in Psalm 23. But I want to dive into it, and I want you to understand it in a whole different way. That it just isn't Psalm 23, which we all know, and it's read at, you know, funerals and different things. It's one of the, you know, one of the, one of the scriptures that we all know, and God's the love of the world. We can at least uh, come up with a few scriptures if we need to, right? Mm -hmm. But what does this really, really mean about the Lord is my shepherd? You know, it's surprising. Honestly, all the things we don't really know. Just because we read a scripture, do we really know it? Do we really understand it? And I love history. I love history. I want to know where they were at why they did it, what led up to that. I like to know things. And so it gives me an idea of the true meaning of the whole picture. And so we're going to talk about this for several weeks, and we're going to really know about the show. And so um, Psalm 23, there are 150 chapters in Psalms. Now, who do you think, so, you know, I think a lot of times we think that David wrote all of the Psalms. He didn't. He wrote 75 of them. There were other authors, there were 
about eight. Moses was one. Solomon and five others. There was a 1,000 year span to complete the whole book of Psalms. Now that's a whole long time. 1,000 years. And so starting in Moses' life in the wilderness from 1440 to 1400 B.C. to the lifespan to Ezra, 4th chapter B.C. Most songs were composed during the lifetime of David and Saul. One of the things that I like about the songs, and a lot of Christians, believers, try to read a song a day and a proverb. It's a good thing to do. You know, I have to tell you that when we're doing the Bible trivia, sometimes I don't get any of them right, a few of them right. Now, I know you don't either. Because there was a couple that I thought, well, it could be A and C. And I was like, what? It's not B. But sometimes we really don't know our Bibles that well, or the stories do. Let's just be honest. We better not go on Jeopardy. <laughs> right? Yeah. I would be like, Like, are you going to answer any? I'd be like, oh, no. But the Psalms are full of emotions. And I have to tell you that as an emotional person, as a person who's real, who doesn't have a problem in being, uh, you know, me, I like the realness of the authors. I appreciate it when somebody's honest about their feelings and sometimes say, you know, Side feed. And it's okay when somebody's like, fine, I'll tell you, I'm on the mountaintop today. I, me and Jesus, running around the church. Then the next day they're like, barely where's Jesus now? Now, you know, we're all real. We're all human, and we all have to work on things. And I never make any, I, I don't ever want any, I don't want anyone to ever feel bad when they're not up on the mountain every second. Because that's not easy. And I have to work on my own mountain experiences. When I take the slide down, you ever taken that slide down? You're up at the top, you're like, getting it on for Jesus. Things are good. Going to Disney World, you know, all this stuff. Next thing you know, you're like, Then you're going to almost start again. Lord, where are you? Do you care? Do you see? And David so many times was like that. I mean, it didn't take many, many verses for him to be one or the other. Mm-hmm. He'd be like, Lord, do you see the situation I am in? He spent 11 years hiding in a cave most of the time from Saul. Now, you're talking about a vacation. That wasn't fun, was it? And at one time, he had a chance to kill him and decided that at that time he was a chosen person of God and he didn't want to do it. Sometimes he was like, Lord, if you don't come soon, they are going to be kicking some rear end here, and I'm not making it, and I don't think you care. 
and do you see the big army out there? And they're going to do blah, blah. And then the next minute he was like, oh, victory in Jesus. Ain't you God to help me again? My eyes are upon you, and I can't thank you enough. I'm walking around all day praising you. And then about three <laughs> verses later, he was like, the enemy's back. <laughs> I like it. Not because I was thinking, oh, goody, he was a, you know, goofball. I was thinking that he understood. He was just saying, he, he repeated. And uh, so I want you to do something. You're going to think it's silly, but it's going to be your new thing. I like it. So I want you to put your hand up, left or right. I don't care what you do. Okay? And you got five fingers, right? One, two, three. So, okay, she got one, two, three, four, five. All right, very good, very good. So today, we're going to see, this is going to be our new thing. Get it? You feeling it? So sometimes when I see them, they'll be like, and you can have your own little thing, you know, whatever. Because this is what it's going to mean to you. The Lord is mine. You got it? Five things you got to remember. So you should be looking at your hand, and when somebody, you're at work or you're at the grocery store, and somebody's just making you unhappy, and you think of things, you can put your hand down now. You're just going to be going. <laughs> huh? You like it? So, you know, you're getting all messed up inside, you're feeling messed up. You're like, And so you'll just be going, ah. and if somebody says, what is that? Go, I don't know. They haven't diagnosed it yet. <laughs> <laughs> they said if I didn't pass that anger management this time, I couldn't come back. No. I want you to remember that. It's going to get you through this week, okay? All right. So that's your symbol. So we're cool now, right? It's our new thing. Okay. Well, let me tell you the story about that for this, for this story. There was a Sunday school teacher who uh, visited a young boy from um, his class who was dumb. And he thought, what hope can I give him, this little dying child, that he wanted to show up and show his little Sunday school? And he didn't know what to even say to the boy. Sometimes we don't know what to say. And we say, Lord, this better be good, so you better come up with something good. God does. And so the tw towards the end of the visit, the teacher said, I remember the Lord is my shepherd. As Craig was taking his last minutes of breath. I have my Bible with me. See, I take my Bible when, when there's warfare. Well, I take my Bible to the movies before. I've taken my Bible a whole bunch of places. Do you think I'm ashamed? No way. And I had my Bible with me. Nice. They said, he's getting ready to go. 
And I turn to the 23rd Psalm. And as Craig was leaving this earth to open his eyes there, I was reading the Lord against my shepherd. I shall not And so he uh, said, all I can think of is what to tell him that. And so he told the little boy, like I told you, put your little fingers up on my show, tell you something. The Lord is my shepherd. Don't forget it. You just hold on to that. So uh, he asked them to repeat the phrase, and he, he said, I got it. Well, that little child went home during the night. But as his last little moments in this world, the fourth finger he was holding. When his parents found him, he was holding the fourth finger because that was my and lambs and flocks are mentioned nearly 700 times in the Bible. Think maybe a sheep's important? Next time you ought to see it, you go by somewhere and you see a sheep, God roll down your window and say, blessed art thou or something. <laughs> blessed art thou. And they'll go, ah! <laughs> I always hate it when they give them those haircuts at, this, at the fair. Because some, you know, they're all tied up and they act like they don't like it. And I go over and talk to them. I go, I'm sorry. Your hair looks really good, though. It won't be, <laughs> it won't, it won't be long. I talk to all the animals. I go, hi, Mr. Cow. Go with me next time. It's fun. <laughs> um, so, yes. So sheep is the first animal mentioned by name in the Bible, Genesis uh, 4-2 in the Amplified Bible. Must be important. The sheep. So, the Lord is my shepherd. When you say my shepherd, you're admitting you're a sheep. Are you a sheep? Or at least that you act like a sheep. You have the needs of a sheep. If you have the characteristics of a sheep, your biggest need is to belong to a shepherd. Now, i got to tell you the God's gospel truth. I need someone to be responsible for me. If I had the money, I would hire a nanny who would just tell me what to do and when to do it. I need someone to guide me at times, I feel like. But I have someone who can guide me. Who is the shepherd? Because sheep cannot make it in the wild without someone to lead them, protect them, and care for them. Now, are you living in the wild or what? I don't care if you're in your home, in the safest place, where you're at. We all need the shepherd. So, Lord, I need you. You need him. What kind of shepherd would you choose if you were to choose, were, if the choice was yours to make? Obviously, sheep can't choose their own shepherd, right? 
But let's just take a couple minutes to play what if. If you were a sheep, what kind of shepherd would you pick? So would you want your shepherd to be like a businessman because he would want to make a profit off of you? He'd just be nice to you a little bit, but he'd be thinking, I'm going to get some money off of you. Probably wouldn't even give you a name because he didn't want to get too comfortable and like you, right? Or your shepherd would not have a manner of an army sergeant because he would want to lead you into battle and tell you what to do all the time, right? Your shepherd wouldn't, you wouldn't want a coach because he'd want you to win the big game all the time. And you wouldn't want a king because he'd just want to rule. You want none of those. You would want a personal shepherd who loved you. Not one who made money off of you. You want a shepherd who would want to protect you. Not one who would take you into the battle to get killed. You would choose a shepherd who knew what you liked to eat. And where you liked to go. And you would seek someone who knew how to care for you when you were sick. He would know how to, to protect you from all those parasites and predators and poison weeds. <laughs> he would choose a shepherd who would find comfortable places for you to sit. If you became lost, you would, you would want an unselfish and brave shepherd who would come looking for you. And I think the picture my mother drew was over in the other room. But there's the great verse, the 99, the one one out of a hundred. If 99 were safe and one out of the flock was in trouble, the shepherd would go searching for the one. And that's why he had the staff, because sometimes he had to, you know, do some kind of acrobatic thing with the, with the hook to keep, to pull the one who got astray. Isn't that great to know that's our You know, let's face it, within us, we'd be like, that one got away for the 12,000th time, I'm sick of it. You'll find us, they'll come back. So Lord, I'm glad you chose me. I'm glad he chose you. Isn't it good to know that you do not have to worry about choosing the right shepherd because the shepherd chose you? When you say my shepherd, you're not telling everyone that the Lord is your personal shepherd. You are telling the world that you belong to the shepherd. That owns everything. You know, isn't that nice to know that God owns everything? Mm -hmm. He owns every mountain, every hill, every valley. He owns everything. Nothing we own is ours. Nothing. Even those precious little things that I've polished a thousand times and have sentiment about. I'm passing through, you see to a greater far land that someday will have greater things than I can imagine. 
oh, I'm not talking about bowls and dishes and all the things, whatever I like here on this earth, but a peace that restores healing in the body, peace in the mind, and sin, Jesus. There will be a day when all this passes will be gone. And what I do now, everything I do is for eternity. But he owns the cattle on a thousand hills. He owns everything that you think you own. You can have it one minute and lose it the next. I've been there a whole bunch of times. And the only thing that's going to matter is nothing but shadow. Good preaching, Candy. I got to tell you. I got to tell you. If not one of you says anything after church, all I'm thinking is, man, that's good for myself, okay? So if he owns all everything and he created it all, you have never you don't have anything to worry about, do you? See, we think we're so great at times. We can do all this stuff. Lord, I want to be your heir. Are you wandering in a hot, sweltering desert? He created the burning deserts as well as the cool, shaded pastures with crystal clear waters. He knows where everything is located. Thank God he knows where my keys are when I can't find them. Do not ever call up Tiffany to come to your house <laughs> and ask you to help you find something. <laughs> call me. I am the detective over the loss. Tiffany, this is Tiffany. <laughs> Tiffany, would you brew me my blue cup? I don't see it at all. <laughs> I love you. Yeah, get away. <laughs> Do not call her. He knows where everything is located, and he can lead you to relief without looking at a map. He knows where we're at. He knows the briar patches that we get stuck in. He, he knows all about us. And the closer, you know, if I just will be my shepherd, I don't want to be one of those sheep way back in the back who's just kind of checking it out. Looking around, that would be me. I'm going to be as close to him as I can so I don't step in any place I shouldn't step. If something comes behind me, a big wolf or something, I'm near the protector. Amen? Are you lost in a dark valley seeing death shadows behind the rocks? You may not know where you are, but he knows. You're not lost to him. He knows where you are in the valley because he created the valley. You can't even get lost in the dark night because the Lord created darkness too. You may have lost your way, but not the Lord. So take heart, help. You know, we get so tired easily, and we, and we get 
aggravated, and, we, and because this world has created this instant mashed potato, whatever world, I mean, like those things, microwave, whatever, we want God to do everything right now. I do. A lot of times I'm like, where you at? Where you at? Where you going? I don't like this waiting period. What, you know, trying to teach me something? Uh, uh, let's just get it. But God knows what we need. And as I look at my own life at times, I wouldn't know what I know if I hadn't been through. If I hadn't went through it and knew that this is how I can get out of it. You know, don't you love it when you're telling somebody some big thing in your life and they're just looking at you like, I just have never been through that. That must have been so sad for you to do that. And you needed them to understand. Because they hadn't been through, maybe they haven't been through a lot of hardships in life or whatever, and they're just like, ah. God equips us for the journey. Sometimes we fall off that hill ourselves. We get too close, you know, to the edge. We're like, what's he doing over here? And we all said, we're like, no. But I'm finding that I learned. See, the more times I fall, the more I learn that I, I need to not fall. It get, gets close. And then I need to know who the shepherd is. And then he knows where I'm at, and he made it me, and he cares about us. And so if I stay close to him, but also know that if something happens and I get entangled in a thorny weed or something, he's got a staff that can come and get me out. And he can protect me from all of life's weapons. Are you falling into a hole? You may think no one in this world knows your trouble. Has you ever been there? Nobody knows. <laughs> you are miserable in the hole because you think no one can help you. Not your mother, not your buddy, not your spouse, not your friend. Not even maybe the pastor. You're discouraged because the Lord is sitting on a throne up there in heaven and, 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 and you're in a marred hole and he's got all this work to do and I know he does not see me in the hole. You ever felt that way? I have. Wrong. Your shepherd is the omnipresent Lord. He may be overseeing heaven, good news for you, but he also is beside you in the hole. To know that my Jesus knows all about my struggles. He sees me. He even knows the hairs on my heads. He knows the ones that are really white and the ones that have been colored. We're all being colored, whatever. He knows when I get up and when I go to bed and the things of my day. And that has to help that he knows. He knows. I told you this before and I'm doing good on closing. But one of the greatest things one time I remembered is that I was in a shoe store with Tiffany and uh, one of her good friends that lives in California now that she went to Bible school with her fiancé at that time. He just came up to me and he said this. Jesus knows. And I'm thinking, what is what? What's he know? Like, I don't 
even know if I ever met him before. I think we did our little preliminary, you know, nice to meet you, blah, blah. And he goes, Jesus knows. Now, you know, that's talk. that felt like somebody knows about you. Like, what you told him about? Like, what do you know? He said, Jesus knows. And you know what that meant to me? Not that he knew my sin, which he does. means he knows. He knows when you're hurt. He, he knows when you have a need. He knows when you're afraid. He knows when you're questioning. He knows. We're going to keep on talking about this and I'm going to close here in just a And so he is always there you have a shepherd who's present everywhere at the same time, and best of all. The Lord our God is your shepherd. Now, you know, I shared my dad with a whole bunch of people who loved him like a father, who needed him a father, and he loved them. And I can honestly tell you there was never one time in my life I was ever jealous or felt like, you know, like, keep on going, girlfriend. Sometimes I'd call him, I'd say, what are you doing? He'd go, oh, I'm out with Sony and Charmaine. And I'd be like, well, why didn't you invite me? He goes, I thought you would be busy. I'd be like, no. But I was delighted that somebody cared about me to take him out, and that he was having a good time. So he was my dad, but yet, he was a minister to many, and that was his call. And so it was a privilege to say, he's his But greater than that, when I talk about the Lord, my God, the only way to heaven, the Lord, the Savior, God, Genesis 1-1 to Revelation last chapter. He's my shepherd. I'm his sheep. Oh, I know I need a shepherd. I've never arrived in my life, and neither will any of you, and neither will anyone in this whole wide world, no matter how smart or intelligent or whatever we think we are. We will never get to a place in life that we don't need to be led. Because no matter how smart I think at times, I don't always know what to say. I don't always know how to react, and I don't always know what the means. And I have to go to the shepherd and make sure that it's all coming out all right. And isn't it greater to do things with him than without him? And so if you're sitting, you know, at the hospital and you're waiting for your loved one to go through surgery, and you're just sitting there on your own accord, figuring it all out, emotions. None of us have got to replace what you're doing without Jesus. So I envision Jesus, the shepherd sitting right beside me. I've been in situations where I said, Jesus, you and I are going on in. I've been, I've been in the hospital myself where I envisioned um, Jesus 
laying on the cart with me. I was trying to get over, so I gave him some room. Because, see, I couldn't go through without the shepherd. And then that's when peace comes. And that's when I feel hope and I feel his presence. And, and I know that, that I'm, I, I got a peace. You know, Joe's last words, Tiffany's daddy, the last words he said, he hit his chest as hard as he could. And he said, don't worry. And on his tombstone, on our tombstone, that's what it says. Don't worry. I have peace. Because he never, I never spoke to him again. Those were the last words that he ever said. One of those great words. You know why? Because he knew the shepherd. And nobody goes through a surgery what Job went through. Not wanting the peace of Jesus. Job was a strong man. 300 pounds, 6'2", and one time took a lawnmower, a riding lawnmower that fell on him and took it with his bare hands and took it off. He was tough. He knew he needed the shepherd that day. And the shepherd gave him a peace that so surpasses anything else that it gave him the strength to then eventually See, that's why we need the shepherd. So the Lord, the Lord, not some person, not some great doctor, but the Lord is my shepherd. Sorry, it's a good finger. My So when sometimes when we don't know what else to do, we just got to be still and ask the shepherd to come by. Because, see, the shepherd always wants to take care of his flock. He doesn't go off and say, now listen, I'm going on a shepherd vacation, and I'm going to the convention, we're going to learn some new rule things, and this and that, and you guys just stay here and I'll be back. He knows we'll want you. And so he sticks around constantly. And so he just doesn't leave us out there on our own going, now I told you a thousand times, you got it, right? You, you got it? Okay, let's go over it again. You got it, now you got it, right? You know about five miles, he's already down the road, we've already got it. And that's why he stays around. And then we stay around him. And so then he's my shepherd. See, he's just not my shepherd. So the whole time I'm calling on Jesus, you can be calling on him too. And he hears you just like he hears me. Well, unfortunately, he does not hear the prayers of a sinner. He only hears the voice of a believer. It's not because he doesn't want to, but because we have made the decision. So when we become a child of God and when we take him in as our personal savior, then all the floodgates are open and we can enter in. He hears the sinner's prayer. It's not that he doesn't care, but he wants to be our shepherd. So if there's sheep calling from, you know, the next pastures, 
And they're not his sheep. He's got to take care of his sheep. And he wants them to come over and be part of his sheep. And make the decision. The Lord is my sheep. So I encourage you to read it and read it and read it this week. Go over every word. Let it saturate in your mind. Do your five-finger thing. Do it anytime you feel like it, and just be practicing it and come up with your own, you know, handshake thing. Tiffany and I have a handshake we do. It's kind of cool. And so we can be doing, you know, and it can be helping me. When I'm sad and I don't feel good or I'm depressed or whatever, I can just be going, and it can just tell me who my shepherd is. That I'm not alone. You're not alone. And the closer we walk with the shepherd, Amen. Amen. Amen.